talking about the, uh, the education on different styles of beer. But ESB means I've extra. I've never done. I've never done ESB. Maybe we'll do it for this there, episode. There you go. Extra, <laughs> extra special bitter. Right. That's Dan Hoover of Atco Brewing Company. Welcome to Over Beers, a craft beer conversation podcast. I'm Freddie Clark. We talked to Dan at AC Beer Fest, and Dan was the first one we've sat down with after to do a full interview, which we're going to try to do with a lot of people you've heard at the AC Beer Fest shows. I'm always impressed by people who follow their passion. That can be said for most brewery owners and brewers. It's not a business for people who really aren't into it. Passion is a term you can really use for the partners at Adco Brewing Company in Adco, New Jersey. These guys still have their day jobs, work all hours of the day and night just to get the beer out. As you already heard, one of the Adco beers we tried was ESB. So it's a good place to start talking about that style. ESB stands for Extra Special Bitter. While brewers all over the world now will make it, the style traces its roots directly to a British brewery, Fuller Smith & Turner. The original brew is Fuller's ESB, and it's brewed in Chiswick, West London. No British beer has won more prizes from the Campaign for Real Ale in its annual Champion Beer of Britain Awards. It started as Winter Beer in 1969 and became a regular beer under its current name two years later. Coming in at 5.5% in draft and 5.9% in bottles, it's got a rich coppery amber color. It's a brisk beer, around 34 IBUs, and many have commented on the orange fruit character of the beer. One writer went so far as to call it, and quote, liquid Cooper's marmalade. The finished beer shows a a lot of rich malt, orangey fruit, and peppery hops on the nose, with a full-bodied attack of juicy malt, orange peel, and bitter hop resins on the palate. The complex and lingering finish is beautifully balanced between malt, hops, and tangy fruit, finally becoming dry with a bitter hop resin note. In England, Fuller is very protective of the trademark ESB, but worldwide beers called ESB are very prevalent. While considered a style, the parameters can vary. Annual judging at the Great American Beer Fest has both an English and American variant to the style. American variants feature citrusy American hops over the earthier English varieties. Now, let's get back to Atco. We sat down in a tap room, Dan poured a few, so we could have a conversation over beers. So this is called Kriller. Yep. Okay. Tell me about Kriller. Well, Kriller is one of our new beers. Uh, it's it's our one of our first attempts at the different yeast strains that are out there now. This one uses like a Saxe Brooks yeast. Okay. So depending on what temperature you actually ferment it at, it will actually dictate how funky the beer will get. Mm-hmm. So this has more of a, it's an IPA, but it has more of a slight tarty Belgian-y taste to it. So if we were to do it another time and uh, heat it up a little bit in fermentation, they'll probably even get even funkier. Okay, so you're you're mixing what is traditionally two separate styles. Correct. And, yep. and you've got you know, IPA is you know what everybody knows IPA and and a wild yeast, um, and bringing those two things together. Yep. Okay. So what what gave you that inspiration to do that? 
Well, you know that IPAs rule rule the roost. Right. So you'll always want to have your staple IPAs that are always good, but you'll also want to get variety going. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the ways to do it. Okay. Uh, the, the yeast factories are doing it, the guys who create the yeast. So we're pretty much going to piggyback off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe there might be even more that there's at least in between 11 and 12 different wild yeast strains out there that are that are in creation right now right i know a few few new jersey breweries that are using some of them okay and and they've been successful at it uh, their first couple attempts but you know it's just something to keep the variety in the craft beer because that's what we like yeah we always love variety and and i think it's a little bold because ipa people people who love ipas love ipas yep and people who love wild yeast sours yep. that they usually are not the same it's not a lot of crossover right um like a lot of the sours tend to be more wine drinkers right yep. so it's kind of like maybe a little bit of a an introduction for both sides like to meet in the middle and you know here's a little bit of how the other half lives type um, of scenario th- this is this is this is a unique beer because this is a you love me or you hate me beer because mm-hmm. we uh, we're big untapped people here with okay. the social media and, yeah. we, and we do look at the ratings. So there's either folks that love this beer right. or they hate this beer. That's that's what it is. And you know what it is? A lot of times they don't understand what they're drinking. Right. So once you start understanding what you're drinking, then you can get a sense of it. Yeah. Uh, well, they're they're attempting to use this different kind of yeast. This is what's happening. Yeah. So. I, the first time I tried sours, we were actually in Asheville, and um, I met up with a buddy of mine uh, who's from up here, moved down there, and he's like, oh, we're going to check out these, the sour, and I'd never had sours, and it was just like, wow, this is, you know, it, it's it's so different, yep. and it's such, and it's great, because it's a whole other area of, of flavors and tastes. Yeah, we, I... Our whole group, we didn't we didn't like sours at mm-hmm. first, but what was nice about sours was we needed the in between or the the palate cleanser between the IPAs. Okay. So we used to use the sours as the as the palate cleaners. Okay, that makes sense. And then after so long, we started venturing out and actually tasting what sours are supposed to taste like. Okay. And you know, I, I'm I'm in love with sours now. Yeah. I, no. I, the sours sours unique and it's you know, it's good brews. Look, the, the way I always think about craft is if you're going to get into this, it's going to be because you like flavor, right? You yep. wanted to try a more flavorful beer. So why limit yourself to one of the styles where you can, you know, try it? And, and yeah, maybe it's not your favorite, but maybe once in a while, yep. it's, a, it's a good thing to, to clean your palate. <laughs> All right. So, so, Dan, so it's a finally summer seems to be here. Um, it's a it's a beautiful afternoon. We're sitting in the tap room. Tell me a little bit about how Atco Brewing came to be. Well, at Atco, we started in a garage back in 2014. Uh, there was three neighbors uh, and a dentist in town. The two neighbors went to the dentist, and he was a home brewer as well. Okay. So he used to come over to the garage while we were brewing on our one-barrel system. Okay. So, yes, we were home brewing, but we kind of had a step-up homebrew system because we we bought a one-barrel brewing right, that's system. Right. That's a big. That's yeah. a big homebrew kit. Well, what it was was it was the best way to get six sixtals out of it one okay, barrel right. so we we all had kegerators so we would all okay. get get one and then whoever liked it more would get the others okay nice so uh 
I, I was never a home brewer, and I don't brew still to this day. Okay. But I kind of know the protocol, the steps to how it goes. I was more into why does a beer taste this way? Mm -hmm. So okay. while these guys are brewing in the garage, I used to stay, sit there. I'm the one drinking the beers, you know, taking, you know, taking it all in. And then they were never big hop guys. They were, I was an extreme hop head. Okay. So I was like, all right, well, let's try this hop or let's try that hop. What happens if we do it with this hop? So they, they grabbed onto that. Mm -hmm. And then, like I tell this story all the time, after many drunken weekends, we're like, you know what? Let's get into this game. It's, it's, it's prime. It's ready to go. Let's do it. So this is uh, back in 2014, so we submitted our license in 2015. Uh, and then April 7th, which is... Uh, National Beer Day. Yeah, just um, last 20, weekend. Yeah. In 2016, yeah. we, we, we opened up. Okay. So, uh, so you've been I, here a little over a year. Actually, two years was uh, was uh, this. Oh, 2016. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, it's yep. 2018. Yeah, okay. So two years. Okay. I remember at the AC Beer Fest, you're like, oh, this is your second year. We actually, we actually would have been at AC Beer Fest three times, but that weekend was AC Beer Fest, and we were opening that weekend. Okay. So, so you did we, that. So you we, opened we, instead of. Yes. Okay. So I um, mean. We didn't have we didn't have the cojones to go right to AC Beer Fest you know, <laughs> on opening we didn't, the, we didn't have the beer either. So, <laughs> but, so, so those all those guys are they everybody from the the homebrew from the garage came forward and, and opened that cup. Yep, yep. So we uh, we had four partners back in 2016, and uh, you know we were all we also had full time jobs. You know we we still have them, and but we had a passion. For making beer and drinking beer, and okay. wondering what you know, what you know, what what different beers, and you know, again, we're all about making money too. It's not, you know, some people say, well, this is your glorified hobby. I'm like, uh, it is in the sense, but yeah, it's only it's going to get it's going to get dull real fast if you if you if you don't get to where you need to be. And right. That's kind of well, and just prohibitive to do if you don't get to where you need to be. You got to pay the bills. Right, right. I mean, you're you're in a you're in a storefront here that I'm sure has a decent rental and you know, none of this stuff is free. Yep. They don't give stainless away. Yep. So so from there we we opened up 2 years ago and in the last I want to say in the last 5 to 6 months we've actually jumped leaps and bounds of from where we where the original plan was okay the original plan was just to you know open up have a nice tasting room everybody would come in and you know that's it you mm -hmm. know it's you know good environment and we and don't get me wrong we still have that um but, but so the original business plan was really here yes. tap room sales yep that's what's that's what's going to make your make make the the, the the clock run yes okay but what we also found out, and, and I'm a big proponent of it as well, is that because of the traveling that I do a lot with my other work, is people like variety and they always like trying different beers. So one of our focuses was, how do we get this beer to people who aren't coming into the tap room mm -hmm. or the tasting room? Right. And uh, even about a year ago, we, we created... Uh, I created. We we bought a crowler system. Mm -hmm. okay. um, there wasn't that many people out there that were that, that had the crowler. Yeah, but, but a year uh, ago there was still new. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now now they're blowing up all over the place. But you know, we're, we're we're big cans people, and we know that can you know can convenience lasts a lot longer. It's it's just more convenient. Mm -hmm. So we bought a crowler and we started crowling all our beers, 
and everybody loved it. You know, we still do it. We still do a three pack of, of beer now. You know, and, and people come in with the three pack because the three pack holder doesn't look right with two two cans on it. <laughs> right. You know, counterbalance it. <laughs> you put all three cans in. So we had that running for about a year. Okay. And we still needed. You know, it's you know coming with the business talk. We, we still needed another way to generate revenue. And we started seeing some other New Jersey breweries start doing it and the 16 ounce cans. Mm-hmm. So just this past uh, January and February, we bought a, we bought a canner. Okay, so you so, have your own canning line. So what's unique about it is that we're kind of Based on what everybody's doing in Jersey, like they're mobile canning. Yeah, you know, there's, there's some, a lot there's, of that. There's yeah. some guy. We can't. It's great to mobile can, but you're at the mercy of the mobile canner. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to be on schedule and, and do that. We 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 can't work based off our work schedules. We have to work when we work. Like right. we're we're canning at like eleven o'clock at night. Tw- you know, midnight. Okay. You know, Griller is actually our first beer that we canned. Okay. We didn't know if the canner would work, so we used Griller to do it. it turned out <laughs> fantastic. So then we, our second beer, which is Swellhead, we, we canned that. So we're, we, um, we're canning about between 50 to 60 cases of beer, which is, you know, it's about 10 cases per barrel. Okay. That's basically what it comes down to. Okay. So we brew, we brew about, you know, for the cans, we brew about eight barrels. So that's about 80 cases. We 50 cases goes, you know, fit, five barrels goes to cases, three barrels goes to kegs. Okay. And then that's our formula. All right. So, so how big is your system? Our system is a three and a half barrel system. Okay. So we can top it off around four. Okay. Um, some beers we got till five, but yeah, okay. yeah, and that's few and far between. Um, so we have a couple tanks where we, we double brew, so we get we get the uh, you know the seven to ten barrels. Okay. And then that's where we go. It's it's funny because my partner and I were going to uh, the craft brewers conference in Nashville this year, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's actually in a couple weeks, and we already have our mindset that we're looking for a 10, 10 barrel or a fifteen barrel hot side. Okay. Because you know, we, we need, we need, we need to grow, and the only way that you can grow is, you know, you have more beer. Mm-hmm. So, we've been, we've been chomping at the bit for so long on this, um, that we think, we think your ten and your fifteen barrel hot sides is probably where you want to be, if you were even to start up a brewery in Jersey. Right. Okay. I know there, there's a lot. There's a lot. Like you. It, You'll probably do some of these podcasts with some of these guys that are smaller, mm-hmm. and they're probably the first thing that they're going to say is that I wish I went bigger. Went, went bigger, because, yeah. Because you know they they make great beer, they love it. Two weeks later, they're they're out of it. Well, yeah, but it's also the, I mean, look, th- this is not a cheap thing to Correct. get started in. Correct. And and from a business plan perspective, if I were going into this, you know, you've got to figure out every dollar you're going to spend. Yep. You know, that's a major part of it is, yep. is your is your brew house, but. There's a lot of other things yep. to think about, and also you got to, you know, I'm sure you had a sleepless nights where you're like, oh. "Is this gonna fly? Are yep. we gonna? Is you know, when you opened two years ago, are people gonna come in the door? Uh, you know, and 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 we and we're doing it, in, we're doing it in baby steps, but mm-hmm. we're doing it in giant baby steps now. Okay. I mean, we 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 see that there's there's going to be a time frame on us capitalizing on this market right now because you're going to see you're going to see in the next three to five years um, what breweries are going to stay and what breweries are going to yeah. go yeah. I mean it's, it all comes down to good beer 
Yeah, and it comes down to good beer and and the business environment too. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things on the horizon that all could be a little change. scary. Yeah, absolutely. You know? We scare all the time with the yep. rules. Yep, all the time with the rules. So that's another reason why we bought the canner and, and we're going bigger just in case. You know, the state says, you know what? Um, we're limiting your your barrelage in the tasting room. You have to do distribution. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, that we're, right. we're prepping for that. Right. But we did it in small. We did it the right way. We wanted to make sure we had good beer first before we went and spent all that money. Right, right. So gotcha. It's, yeah, that's that's what we did, okay. and that's what we're still doing. So. so is the is the one barrel homebrew system still exists somewhere? No, we actually sold that. You sold we sold it, it okay. to a guy. We <laughs> sold it to a guy in Oregon. Oh wow, okay. All right, and we packaged it all and sent it to him. And oh, by the way, our hot side that we have now was from Oregon. Okay, so they so were crossing, crossing paths as as, uh, as we as we were doing it. That's so great. We should have. I don't know. We should have kept it, but you know, we have pictures of it and everything. Right, right. But well, I just I'm always curious about experimenting. You know, with once you, when you when you get a little bigger, when you're in a bigger brew house, um, you know, experimenting now with with you know, experimenting at all yep. is is a little more risky. It is. You know, it's more it's more ingredients. It's more you know space, more time, the whole thing. Yep. So I mean, how do you approach that aspect of it now that you are growing a little bit? I mean, we. Everybody thinks that you can just scale it, and then it's like, all right, well, if we did this, and then it's that. But there's so many other things that that are involved. I mean, even even one beer that we have right now, we were supposed to can it today, but I don't think it's ready. So we okay. decided not to can it because we're still testing it out to see uh, if the beer is supposed to be what it is. I'm not going to put it in the can if everybody remembers what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and if it, even if it's slight, if it's, you know, slight off flavors or or whatnot. We're we're still trying to figure out because that we put it in a 10 barrel system okay. and, and I mean in 10 barrel fermenter right okay. so we're not you know that that's a scale up from we we had we have fives and sevens so this is the first time we double batch into the into the 10 into the 10 okay so it's you want to say it's you know science and you can scale up but there's always different you know what happened with the yeast or mm-hmm. you know what happened with the temperatures you know is the fermenter is the fermenter the thermometer might say it's this, but the fermenters are bigger now. So is it is the temperature hotter here and colder there? Okay. So that's it's different all, variations it's, yeah, throughout it's, it. It's right. all, and you the best sometimes the best way of learning is after the fact, but sometimes after the fact is out of cost. Right. So, right. So you know that's that's you know but that's the trials and tribulations of business. Right. You know it's and and also I would guess the 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 trick of getting bigger. You know, because if, especially if you, somebody came in here and had something that you made year one, and now that you're growing and putting it in a can, that beer from year one should taste, they're going to expect it to taste exactly the same year or, two. Or even better. It, or, yeah, in a can. Uh, yep. You know, than, than what they had when they first, yep. when they first had and, it. And, and that's why, I know, we make fun of it all the time, but, you know, with the, uh, with the macro guys, you know, you're... You know your ABs and all those guys, but they have it down to a science. You they're, can't you can't mess those batches nope. up. <laughs> and they're making that. And I, I think I said this on one of the podcasts recently. They're making the same beer in what eight different plants yep. across the country. And whether you get one in New York, Dallas, or California, you know what you're going to get. Yep. And it is going to be exactly the same. Yep. Whether you whether you like it or not, right. it's going to be yep. exactly the same yep. beer, which is impressive. Yeah, you know, yeah. on the scale that they're doing it. Yep. 
Yeah, I, I, it's you know, it's it's amazing. Like I, I'm not in the operation side, but I see what's going on on the operation side. You know, I, you know, I, I do some of the off stuff where like, you know, I do the canning, I fill the kegs up, clean the kegs, and uh, but. Uh, two of our partners, they, they're the ones that brew. Okay. Um, Sean is our, our our head brewer. He's 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 a science guy. He's a he's a um, I guess he's a he's a programmer by day. Okay. And then uh, but he uses his engineering back. He's an engineer, so he right. he sees his engineering stuff like like this. Right. It's he's always, got that methodical yes. mindset, yes. and no matter what he's doing, he yeah. can apply it to that. And, he, yep. and he's always thinking. And then we have we have Paul, who's our Who's our part-time brewery? He's also a uh, he's also one of the owners, but he actually owns a dentist dentistry across the street. Oh, that's a, he's the dentist. He's the dentist. Okay. But here's a, here's what's even crazy about it. his action. His last name is Lawyer, who is the, who is the dentist who owns a brewery. And then we always <laughs> say that it's fun. But he did he it, marry a baker? <laughs> <laughs> but he's a, he's a very a very very good guy. He's in he's into the craft beer world. He he likes trying different beers all the time from different different uh, you know different breweries from different states brings them in all the time it's 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 kind of neat the environment that we have here because uh, we we are a small brewery but we taste a lot of beers from different states and stuff mm-hmm. and we know what's good and we know what isn't good yeah if you're doing a lot of traveling for your day job yep. your quote unquote day job um, you, you, I'm sure you're sampling a lot of stuff all over the place yep and we and, and if we like something we you know we See, we clone it. Clone, there you it. go. Nothing wrong you know, with that. We had a uh, we had a Goza last summer, uh, where uh, it was a coffee raspberry Goza. I forgot who made it, but we loved it so much that we made it. Yeah, it's so, nice. Well, that's when you guys opened. Was there a methodology, a a thought behind exactly what? How did you want to approach? The recipes, the beer. I mean, or was it just that you know we're going to do what we want to do when we want to do it, and and see how it happens? Well, we we knew going in that the IPAs rule. Mm-hmm. So, and we were looking at some of the some of the other successful New Jersey breweries that they all had their one or two staple IPAs. Mm-hmm. They're the those beers paid the bills, right? And that's kind of what we wanted to emulate. Is that all right? We get one or two staple IPAs in here, where you know everybody loves variety, mm-hmm. so they're going to try that whether they like it or not. They can always fall back to that staple. Okay. So um, we were successful with uh, Swellhead, which okay. is our staple. That's your staple. Our okay. staple double IPA, which is in cans now. So that's one of our big right there. Yep. Okay. That's one of our cans, um, and it, today's like a moment uh, momentous day because this is the first time we actually. Distributed our cans to some liquor stores. Oh, great! So I actually—I was, was going to ask yeah, you that. I made, Congratulations! I made a couple man. deliveries to All a couple right. liquor stores that I know that are successful in moving craft beer. Okay. So we so we gave that to them. So. Okay, great. That's great. So you're, I mean, here you're in now out to liquor stores. Are you? I'm guessing you're in bars too yep. in the area. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're still small. Our our supply is limited, but we we you know we're probably in about fifteen to twenty uh, bars and restaurants. Okay. Not at all. Not at once, but you know on a on a rotation. On a rotation. You know, okay. Some of the some of the bigger ones too, like like your Unos and your Chicken Pete's. We've been in there. Okay. Um, they've always asked for. You know, or or better beers, mm-hmm. you know, and they have no problem ordering from us because they know that you know we have a decent product and the product's going to move. Okay, you know that's. So, question: When when you have 
bar distribution and you're and you're on taps with you know I'm sure you know you're rotating through what are bars asking for saying all right what's your flagship what's your mainstays or are some of them also getting create uh, daring and saying give me something what you know what's new what do you have now that's new how does what, what are they looking for uh, they are definitely looking for your your flagships or your staples because okay. they know that that's going to move and after they get comfortable with you they they will accept something that that is you know on on the daring side because you built your resume already right okay. so if this beer is going to be good most likely this beer is going to be good right. okay. so that's you know if you have a resume they'll they'll most likely try anything that you have and some of some of in my experience some of the other bars they also have a list of how many ipas they want mm-hmm. how many belgians they want okay. so even though you might have a top top notch ipa they won't take it because they've got they, their because fill. they have six ipas already and by the time you get on the list, your beer, your beer is probably you know on the older side. So right. You kind of you kind of want to work with them based on what they want and also what you want. Right. I mean, I would love to put my beer on every single bar, but if you're not going to put my beer on five or six weeks later, right. it's not going to be the same beer. Right. So right. I, I, and you, you know, don't I'd want a, you don't want an old wait. beer sitting there because yep. how many people, if that's the first time they're trying it, correct. You're you, exactly you, right. You've killed it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they they always have that statement. You know, fresh is best. That's what it is, and and, and especially in the IPA world. Well, and and now, I mean, the the beer community is not only just not only hyper local, but hyper fresh. Yes. You know, they the the average drinker knows and can tell when something is is fresher and when something's been sitting there. I will. I I mean, and and just when it goes wrong, it goes wrong because I I won't say who, (laughs) but one of your competitors in New Jersey, I picked up a six pack. And I've heard, I'd heard good things. It was the first time I saw a six pack by me. Right. And I was like, I got it home and I'm like, wow, this tastes awful. How did this get up here? And I, everything, gonna, everything probably fell off. Everything. And, yeah. And, yep. and it was, everything probably went wrong for it. it the beer was probably sitting there or got hot yep. one day, whatever. And you know, I, they have a good reputation, but I'm, you know, I'm a little hesitant to try it again, sure. you know, which yep. is completely normal. Yep. You know. Yep. But, all right. So tell me about then Swellhead. I'm drinking. I'm drinking. It's your Imperial IPA. Um, what 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 goes into Swellhead? Well, Swellhead is it's a very unique beer because it's you know eight point it ranges between eight point two to eight point four and eighty IBUs, but you don't taste the eighty IBUs. No. It's it's like silky smooth, mm-hmm. and it's a dangerous beer because people drink Sneak it like it's, it's, it's like a session IPA. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you had three or four of them already. Get ready because you, you're, you know, it, you swell head. You're gonna get swole. You're gonna get swelled or swole on the swell head. You know, swell head. What it is is swell head is a conductor on a train. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our names from our beers are is based off. Off, off a train team. Okay. So why do we use why do we use a train team? ACO is actually an acronym for Atlantic Transport Company out of West Virginia. Okay. So you know why why would you call it a town ACO? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's weird, but it's an actual acronym uh, for the rail line that's basically from Philadelphia down to AC. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the rail line that this uh, rail company used for the Camden Shipyard. Uh, the Camden, you know, the uh, 
they were actually out of New York. Uh, the New York shipping company they made they made the metal for the uh, the navy vessels okay. that were going to go into the ocean. Well, they couldn't do it in New York, so they found a spot in Camden. And what they would do, they would rail the pieces from Camden all the way down Atlantic City, and then build the ship right in right in the AC water. Okay. And then and then move it back up to New York from there. Okay. So the uh, uh, the Atlantic Transport Company helped them move the rail down to down to the down to the AC Ocean. Okay, and, and that's, and that's and the, one of the stops here, and they just dedicated it as, you know, ACO. And the so, town grew up around it. Yeah, the town grew up around it. Nice. So, you know, ACO's known for their, uh, you know, for their raceway. Okay. You know, we're, we're, we're hoping that they're also going to remember us, you know, that they also have a good local brewery as well. Mm-hmm. So. All right, cool. Well, I, this this does this is very smooth, and I can see that this would would hurt you after a few. If <laughs> it is eight point four, and you, I notice you're doing something that you got your calories on your menu. Yeah, well, you know it's Dude, that's, it's that's a terrible idea. Well, I mean, listen, if you if you if you're going all the way, go all the way. I don't want to know. <laughs> I want to know how many calories I'm drinking. Go all the way. <laughs> Basically, how that how that works out, it's. It's if you take a twelve ounce, you know, twelve ounce sitting or twelve ounce bottle or can, whatever it okay. is, it's thirty calories per percent of alcohol. Okay. So if you have a five percent beer, twelve ounces, it's one hundred fifty calories. Calories. So if you have a ten percent stout at twelve ounces, that's three hundred calories. Calories. Okay. So it has some know, information and, I did not need and, to know. <laughs> anybody will tell you in the craft beer world if you're really into it. Yeah, you're probably gaining some LBs. Oh yeah, so. yeah. I've I've put on some weight just doing the podcast. That's for sure. That is for sure. All right. So then we have uh, the Adco ESB. Yep. Is here. An extra special. So that's our first time we're doing that. We actually just tapped that last night. Oh yeah. Yep. So it's uh, we you always want to have a beer that. Say your non-craft beer drinkers have, like they come in, right. you know, your macro guys, you know, whatever. Okay. You always want to have that beer that they can always fall to if they don't like IPAs, they don't like Belgians, they don't like sours. Okay. So we always have a line dedicated for that. Okay. So this time we created, you know, the ESB. So ESB, you know, I'm sure you might have, you know, put it on your, uh, you know, in your podcast before talking about the. Uh, the education on different styles of beer, but ESB means I've extra. I've never sp- done. I've never done ESB. Maybe we'll do it for this there, episode. There you go. Extra, <laughs> extra special bitter. Right. That's and it's a Belgian style, so you have a lot of the malts that are you know that accentuate the beer, and uh, you know, there's probably like three or four different malts in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have. It, does have a higher IBU. It's at 45, but you need that to offset the uh, the malts that are yeah. in it. You know, you'll notice a lot. It's not of, a malty. It's not a no, sweet. No, but no. you you do need the hops in uh-huh. there to offset it. You'll notice a lot of beers where, you know, a lot, a lot of times people go they go by the IBUs when they drink beers. I'm like, yeah, you really can't do that because, you know, we we have uh, you know there's certain beers that we've made that are you know 9.8 percent, but they have 90 IBUs in there, and it's not an IPA. Mm-hmm. But you need those you need those hops to offset the malts. Right, right. Because if not, then your malts are just going to be way too sweet, and it's not it's going to taste different. Yeah. So, you know, that's you know, the, even though most of the most of us, are, you know, we're only you know we still have full time jobs, but uh, 
you know, it the guys the guys know what they're doing here, mm-hmm. which is which is really really good. And right. it's you know it's it's fun it's fun watching them and seeing them always trying to come up with different things. And well, how do you, I mean? You, basically, you're living with two full time jobs. How are you guys juggling that? And I'm guessing families. Yeah, um, we, we it's got to be a it's got to be a Herculean effort. It's you know what it is. We have great wives. That's what it is. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's what it comes down to. <laughs> yep. um, all three of us, we 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 all have three kids each, uh, full time jobs, but it's almost like we're here every day. Right. And you know, sometimes when I travel and stuff, um, you know, I'm, I'm visiting breweries. I'm trying to get information. You know, I'm seeing the small breweries, the big breweries, how they do it, and trying to bring that information back to here. To, you know, for us to move steps forward. But it's it's a lot of hard work, but it's also a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's we envy some of the guys that are killing it right now in in, in Jersey. Mm-hmm. But we also got to remember that. They're they're at different stages of their lives too. Um, if you know, if we were this age and that age, and we had you know less responsibilities, we might be able to take on more of a brewery responsibility. Right, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's going to be a time where we're going to have to make you know different steps where we're going to hire. You know, I have to hire somebody you know to you know to brew and to manage the operations because we you know what what we have in the plan. We won't be able to do it on a full-time basis with our other jobs. Right, right. So it's, you know, even even myself, I love visiting different bars and liquor stores and trying to get our beers in, in there and everything. But I'm only one man. You know, it's you want to you want to try to keep the balance there and to keep the balance right. But you know, it's it's all it, it's a, like I always say. It's all about all about making beer mm-hmm. and 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 selling beer and that's what we were in it. And by whatever way we have to do it, we're going to do it. Okay. So cool. So I want to go back to one thing you said about you always have a tap for the uninitiated, yep. for the for somebody who's not real into craft beer. It's the ESB here. I mean, what else would you put on? What 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 sometimes fills that? that so tap? what's been on that tap? Uh, we've had a American Blonde Ale, mm-hmm. which is you know your standard. You know, we we've had Pilsners on there. Okay. Um, we also, I think you tried it at the AC Beer Fest. Um, I didn't put it on the flight, but we have the uh, the booby trap. People, mm-hmm. hey, that's our light, lighter Belgian ale. People, people gravitate towards that if they don't like the, uh, you know, the other beers that we have okay. on. But we we have a decent rotation of what's going on. We we always try to educate and push different beers to them. Like we're going into the the wheat season as well as the goza season you know your lighter beers so when people try to drink gozas or even you know lower sours we, we try to push it off on them and you know see if they see, see if, if they, they pucker it. up or yeah. not <laughs> you know some of them like it some of them don't so okay. and if not then they go back to the regular stuff now from from people coming in are you do you see a lot of is it mostly local do you see a lot of are you getting a lot of beer geeks for lack of a better term traveling around and visiting I mean, what, what do you what do you see who are you seeing walking through the door here so what so what we see now being two years in business uh, people have heard about us but they haven't had us yet mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why we put the canner in place okay. so that it can it can go farther than just coming to the coming to the tastery or, or, or the tasting room mm-hmm. um, what do we see people 
it's funny because we have a nice size tasting room, uh, but 70% of our business is takeout. Okay. It's it's why we got the crowd. It's why we got the canner. Yeah. Because we're you know we're we're not near the shore, but we're on our way to the shore. Right. You're so, on the so back a lot and of forth people, between know, Philly. A yeah. Lot, a lot of people go you know come here, do fill up their growlers, or now that we have four you know four packs of cans, they'll they'll do that and they'll you know they'll go about their way. Yeah. Now we are we are at we do have some luck where. Uh, the new New Jersey craft beer scene is growing, mm-hmm. so we have we have about seven breweries near us within 12 miles of each other. Yeah. So you'll find on a Saturday Saturday day or Saturday night the uh, the mini buses that are coming around. Okay. And, so you're getting the tours. Yep. yep. Okay. And that's another reason why we wanted to go with the crowlers and well with the four packs because if they do like our, our beer they have to be able to take it with them right so and that's another and we see that a lot yeah. like, oh i really like this oh by the way you know it's in the fridge we have this oh great i'm gonna pick one of them up so okay. now do you get the same type of thing at doing an event like ac beer fest i mean we we talked at ac beer fest you're pouring beer three sessions day and a half do you get a lot of hey I was at AC Beer Fest I tried you and now we're here? Yes, yep. yeah, yeah. We do we do get a lot of that. We even got a lot of repeats last year that went to AC Beer Fest that knew about us. But we actually have in our fermenter right now. Uh, I'm a big Sixers fan. I'm going to the game tomorrow. Uh, but we have beer that we did last year called the Process, which is a black IPA. Uh, this this year it's going to clock at 7.6 percent and 76 IBUs. <laughs> okay. So uh, we were a little late to it, but it's in the fermenter now. We're hoping that uh, hoping that it will uh, by the time Joel and Bead plays for them, uh, it'll be out and ready to go, and and they'll go far in the playoffs. So, nice. You know, hopefully they don't get kicked out. We still have the beer. So, but a lot of them went back to the AC Beer Fest. They remembered that beer, mm-hmm. and, and they actually liked it. So you know, they will let's go, let's go and do it. So cool. you know, that's that's kind of the perks of doing the AC Beer Fest because you know it, it puts a smile on your face, people that remember you because yeah. you know, believe it or not, you you know you can be in, in business to make good beer and make money, but you know you also want to feel good too. Right. You know, it's it's about making good beer and people appreciating it. Right, so. right. Well, I mean, and that's a good thing, a big thing about satisfaction. It's not just the money. It's whether you're working for somebody else or you're doing your own thing. It's that recognition of a job well done. Yep. yep. And, you know, and we, like I said, we appreciate. I, I'm, I love what New New Jersey's doing right now. They're making making some some kick butt beers right now, which is which is really really good. And uh, I'm I'm excited for that and. You know, we, we want to be part of it, too. Yeah, well, yeah. it definitely looks like you are, man. You're <laughs> right. So we got one more on, the, on the, the flight. This is your stout. That's our Irish dry stout. Irish dry, okay. Now, we don't, we don't can that. We don't. We can put it in the crowlers, but that's on nitro. Mm-hmm. So we can put it in the crowlers, but it's on. We put it on the CO2. Okay. But that's one of our staples. Like that's one of our tastery staples. Okay. You know that everybody that comes in here, they know. Oh, I'm gonna go get a stout. Mm-hmm. So we have it year round. You know because. You know, even during the summertime, you know, there's people that drink stouts during the summertime. Yeah. They don't care. No. You know, it's. Eddie, what about bars? Do bar, because that seems like the one thing you don't, you, you go to a bar, you see Guinness, you know, but you don't, I'm not seeing a lot of New Jersey beer stouts when you go to 
the bars. So here's here, here's a nice part of what we what we have going on. We have a we have a bar in Gloucester City, and they're a very Irish town. Mm-hmm. Um, they have two nitro lines. We have one of the lines with our Irish diced out. Nice. And it, the, you know what the other line is? Guinness. Guinness. <laughs> Got to be. So, <laughs> so, so law. So, they, so it, it's almost it's almost at a point where they try both and, and compare. Fair. And they're comparing. Don't get me wrong. Guinness Guinness good good brew, but you know when when you get flavor into it and you get more and you put more touches to yeah. it, you you notice the difference. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, you know, every time I, I every time I go in there, I do it. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I'm like, all right, good. We're still on point. Thanks so much, Dan. You can visit Atco Brewing Company at 302 Whitehorse Pike in Atco, New Jersey. Find out about their beers and their hours at atcobrewingcompany.com. You can check out the blog at overbeers.beer. Please leave a rating for the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave a comment on the blog or send me an email. I'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas for the show. The email address is cheers at santefoto.com. You can also follow along on Instagram at santefoto. I'm Freddie Clark, and I'm going to go have a beer now, but I'll be back next week with another conversation over beers.